1: Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us, especially you first-time listeners. We have a fun episode today. It's a pop talk episode where we talk about our favorite moments from horror comedy movies. There's a fun thing that I got to be a part of, and it's a Halloween-themed sketch album. Former guest and good friend and teammate, Julia Schroeder, got me in on that, and uh, she wrote a lot of it. She helped direct some things, and James Casada produced it and directed it and wrote it and narrates it, and he does a really great job with all of it. He's pretty fantastic. Should have him on the podcast. The name of this album is Stories to Be Murdered by, and it's by Sounds Funny Records, which you can find on Bandcamp and YouTube. If you look those up, then you can find stories to be murdered by. And uh, I'm in the sketch called You're a Ghost, and there's a ton of talent on it. Uh, a teammate of mine, Janelle Bentley, a couple of former guests and good friends, Nicole Pascaretta and Sean Cantatore are on it as well. It is stacked with talent. And then I'm also there. So check it out. We have links in bio for that. Well, without further ado, let's get to today's episode super fun chat. We talk SNL and then get into horror comedies. So let's just get right to my chat with bro of the show, Trey, best friend of the show, Rob, and girlfriend of the show, Justina. Welcome back to a pop talk episode. We are joined by best friend of the show, Rob. Hello. Brother of the show, Trey. Hey. And girlfriend of the show, Justina.
2: Hello. I think you went in order of of the way you love us all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you get to decide if I started with first or last. (laughs) Either way, my own brother is in the middle. (laughs) So we are going to talk horror comedy moments. Of course, last year we did a horror comedy bracket. This year, we just wanted to talk, since it's just a fun topic, talk about favorite moments of horror comedies. But first, let's talk about Jim Carrey as Joe Biden on SNL, because that's related to horror comedy. It's comedy. And this political season is a horror show, a horror movie. So um, it's, it's relatable. Uh, now... Uh, Before I get into my opinion, I will talk about what some of the people on the Internet have been saying. There have been a couple of articles, critics, who have said that SNL has a Jim Carrey problem. Last week, there were some comments on Twitter that were sort of critical of Jim Carrey. They were calling him the mask Joe Biden. Just wanted to see uh, a, a different take on Joe Biden. I'm curious what other people think about that. And before, just, <laughs> well, well,
2: well, I was going to ask before we started too. Why is Sudeikis not doing it? I don't. I don't mm-hmm, understand why. Mm-hmm. What happened there? I haven't. Well, read anything about uh, Lauren what
1: did address that in an interview before the season started. Uh, someone, or maybe even right after the season started, somebody asked him if they are abandoning Jason Sudeikis, and Lauren Michael said, "No, we're not abandoning anybody." maybe abandoned is not the word they use, but he was saying that's not what's. we're not turning our back on anyone. What Tudakis did was great and what other people have done in the character is really brilliant. Uh, and what other people have done with uh, on the show has been brilliant. But uh, we are just trying to go with what makes the most sense now. And I get that. Um, I see your face, Rob. <laughs> I'm skeptical of that, but I will. And, and I love Jason Sudeikis as Joe Biden, but his I, Joe Biden was very much like spoiled teenager who's having to be stuck in his room uh, and not getting to be a part of the show. Like that was that was the angle well, that was, they took, and he was I also. Was, yeah. Well, I will say, like just in defense of the choice, I think that that take doesn't work on biden now because that take was derived from biden kind of putting his foot in his mouth like he said like this is a big fucking deal and stuff like that yeah yeah. people always having to reprimand him and saying like hey man you can't say that when there are hot mics around or whatever and so that was very much at take that he's just this like shoot from the hip sort of guy who uh is getting a little annoyed that he's (laughs) <laughs> He's being uh uh restrained in any way. He's like, oh come on, get me out there. Oh, I wanna yeah, yeah. that was very much the take that Sudeikis had, and it was I loved it. I loved it, but that is not Joe Biden now. So I get is, where Lauren's coming from.
0: And and if I remember correctly, Jason, tell me if I'm wrong, wasn't you Sudeikis not necessarily available? And then oh. uh, I can't remember if that part's right, but the part that I know is right is that Jim Carrey went to Lauren. Yeah. Oh. Uh, cuz I would and he and Colin jost had a few meetings to flesh out the take and and that's when they
2: made the decision. Cuz mm-hmm. I would have thought they would want to jump off of, cuz I a lot of people really like this uh, it's Ted laszlo right? Or the, Yeah, Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso, yeah. Yeah, like he's got the sudeikis has that show now, so I would think that would kind of you would pair the momentum together um Especially if I were if I were Apple, I would be paying for him to be on SNL. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's I guess that's like the first thing I was surprised because like it's not like Jim Carrey's promoting anything. I understand, Mm -hmm. you know, when you find an A list celebrity, you're going to use them, like Alec Baldwin. But you know, Alec Baldwin is perfect as Trump. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so. I guess we can go into what, yeah, our feelings about Jim Carrey yeah. as Joe Biden. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Justina,
1: I know you didn't watch last night's episode with me, but what did you think of the previous episodes that you've watched? Uh, how do you How do you think Jim Carrey did as Joe Biden?
3: I mean, I thought he was very funny. Um, I also don't fully understand why Jason Sudeikis could not have or did not continue, but I mean, I think Joe, um, Jim Carrey as Joe Biden is is very funny. I thought. What can I say? I, I, he's really good at impressions.
1: Yeah, I do remember in that first one, like all Jim Carrey did was make some facial expressions, and your jaw dropped. You were like, "Oh my
3: yeah. god!" Yeah, like the way he knit his eyebrows together, like like when Joe Biden's like this guy, like Jim Carrey's impression of that is, is <laughs> he, he is nailing
1: facial expressions. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: like uh, for I don't know, Jason and I might be the only two who remember this. But uh Jim Carrey in like season one of In Living Color. Color. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and they needed to fill time, so Jim Carrey did one of his stage bits. And I forget the full setup, but at the end, he he put a newspaper up to his face and then he brought it down and he looked like Jack Nicholson's Joker.
3: Oh my he god. he did his
0: Jack Nicholson and said, Wait till they get a load of me. And so, like, that rubber face has always been a part of Jim Carrey. Uh,
1: he's uh, even in a movie called Rubber Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, he is. or something, yeah.
2: Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, like, it just doesn't jive with me. I mean, he's done some of the, like, I think last, last night he did a couple of faces I thought were close. It's mm-hmm. the voice thing. It's, like, the the his his tactic with the voice. And, and maybe it's because I just like the way, like, so I, the way I always like the impression of, of Biden is like this. You know, it's it's the it's the this is a big fucking deal. Like that's to me, that's Biden. That's like you know, <laughs> that's that's him. I mean, you know, so it's like, and that's how Sadek has kind of handled it. Whereas, I don't know. Like I thought the funniest thing that Jim Carrey did last night was when he turned Biden into uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Which obviously that was funny, yeah. he does a killer killer Clint Eastwood impression. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of it, but I, I don't know. Like it's just something. Something's off with the voice, and just something with me. It just doesn't. I don't. I, my, you know, my wife said, "Oh, it's just Jim Carrey. She can't. She doesn't see, you know, she doesn't see Biden there at all. She just mm-hmm. sees Jim Carrey. She's like basically, it's like the mask." Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. what
0: people have said. The mask, Jim Carrey. Uh, I think Jason even said it just a minute. Right. Before. That was but really yeah, like
1: Jason, what yeah. somebody said on Twitter was that it's yeah. like we don't want Joe the Mask Biden or, or Jim Carrey's the mask. Yeah. The
0: so you're right that the voice isn't. 100% it's not quite there, but the thing is, nobody who's done Biden on SNL has really mm-hmm. gotten the voice right. Even Sudakis, which is a beloved. It's person. a very exaggerated. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's not so much the voice, but the attitude that yeah. Sudakis went with. And I nailed. think
0: that Jim Carrey's closer to the voice than you know either Sudakis or Woody Harrelson. And I think it captures was, what you're yeah. talking yeah. about, Rob, with when, when Jim Carrey comes out doing the. The guns?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean same. I do like this is I like good that. Jack
0: and Dale sort of Joe Biden.
2: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I do I do like when he does the guns. Um and he's had a couple times where it's been fun. I mean, obviously he nailed Malarkey last night. He nailed which, Malarkey
1: and he yeah. nailed I think he's found his hook. I've heard mm-hmm. Dana Carvey talk a lot about how he does an impression and he just finds a hook so that yeah. he can he can do it. And, not uh, gonna and do it not, not gonna die, die. Not gonna yeah. die. <laughs> that was a <the> hook <laughs> right and yeah. i think jim carrey has found his and it's it's in malarkey but it's also in man because I mean, he well, hit yeah. that one a few I times mean, come, i mean and he sounded I, like joe Biden when he hit it
2: if when you mm-hmm. watch the real debate it was like as soon as he said like come on man like twice it was like yeah. well There's the sketch phrase, and it's working. So,
1: (laughs) Right. I think what's ultimately not working isn't SNL or Jim Carrey's fault. It's the fault of Joe Biden. This Joe Biden that we have, this restrained presidential Joe (laughs) Biden who's running, is harder to exaggerate Mm -hmm. to to hilarity. It was easy to do that with Clinton. It was easy Mm -hmm. to do that with uh, W. Bush. It's way hard. It's even. It was even easy to do that with Sarah Palin. It was hard to do that with Obama, and it's and so, hard to yeah. do that with yeah. Biden. I think. And
2: it's it's funny they never got it. They never got it right with Obama, but no, obviously yeah. Jordan Peele got it right with Obama. Right, well, and he got Peele it real and, because and, he had and, because the, he, had and he had Luther. Luther, and so it was the anger interpret. <laughs> and that's almost you know. So that was. SNL that, tried
0: to do that basically with the rock Obama.
1: Yeah. So, which I thought was places. so funny. Yeah.
2: That was uh, pretty funny. Yeah. But I also thought but, that
0: Jay far- because Jay Farrow nailed the voice and mannerisms mm-hmm. it, that helped a lot but as far as their take on them it wasn't right. until one debate against Mitt Romney for re-election. Right. Yeah. Real Obama was basically disinterested which pretty much every president running for re-election goes through that because they're trying mm-hmm. to actually be president. They're not working on trying to run for president. Uh, and so that that disinterested Obama that Jay Farrow played, I think, was where they where Farrow found his uh, his moment.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, and I, I did. Li- but the only thing I wasn't crazy about Woody Harrelson necessarily, but I did I really like, wasn't
1: either. I like Woody Harrelson a lot.
2: I love. I mean, dude, yeah, it's he's one, one of my of the, favorites. Speaking yeah. of horror comedy, I mean, Zombieland. Right. But uh, you know, it's like. But, but I think I, the
0: writing was better for yeah. Harrelson. I think, I think that's the, what I
2: was gonna say. Like he did a better yeah. job with like the pop top, or or what's the name of the the, the person that, when he was a lifeguard. You know that story that that Biden's <laughs> told. But it's like borders on like, is this gonna get like old uh-huh. white liberal guy racist? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So yeah. I don't I don't know. And that that maybe you're just not getting a lot of that from Carrie, or it's just yeah. I mean,
1: but Carrie's like. I think yeah. last night was the first episode where they had their steps back. Yeah, the first few episodes, because of the way they have to do the show, you could tell that they just weren't fully on their game, and I think they. Yeah. have... Last night, I didn't notice any any missed steps.
4: Mm-mm.
2: I did. I did enjoy the town hall ones when because they picked up on something that a lot of people were complaining about with Joe was that. Yeah. Um, like the people, because they were, you know, obviously because of COVID, they were trying to actually have a safe place for them to, to ask questions. So a lot of them were really up high. So Joe <laughs> was looking up quite a bit and it looked like, you know, he just, it was not a great camera angle for him on TV. <laughs> and so they really did a good job of like having Terry like stare up into the air and like, ex- you know, like looking and into the lights basically. Like that was to talk actually to people.
0: even more so than last night. I thought that one was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Jason and I have talked. Uh, offline about this, that because of how ridiculous the reality is, mostly the Trump stuff, that's part of what makes it harder for SNL to really mm-hmm. nail this stuff, because how do you go up from reality? Um, and so I think that when they had Biden during the town hall sketch turn into Mr. Rogers,
4: yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then turn
0: into Bob Ross, that really <laughs> captured the Biden as he is now that yeah. really menial, likable, like everybody c- loves him, can't say a negative thing about him, really. It captured that essence of Biden. Now, how do you keep doing that without him morphing into <laughs> other people? Is, and, uh, yeah. going to be the long-term difficulty. But I do think last night they captured a lot of, of
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of the criticism of Jim Carrey as Joe Biden came from people who just don't like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Which I, to me, I don't really care for those takes because that has nothing to do with breaking down how this person is cracking the code of a character. And mm-hmm. I just, um, I didn't see that in a lot of the criticism I saw online.
2: Also, and and if you're a a child of the '90s, you should be glad that that (laughs) Carrie finally got casted on on SNL. I mean, because I mean, not that Living Color had some great stuff. I mean, homie, don't play that. But But he did. He did audition for
1: SNL SNL and and, and didn't get it. Yeah. So
2: it's it's. it's like him and like Dave Chappelle are like the ones where it's like, come on, guys, <laughs> like, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are yeah, a lot of famous people who uh, auditioned and didn't get on that show. Well, mm-hmm. let's move on to horror comedies, uh, and the topic specifically is great moments of horror comedy mm-hmm. movies. And uh, there are a ton of great horror comedies. Justina and I, every October, we will watch uh, scary movies, especially horror comedies, and we've done that this season as well and uh let's open the floor now to talking about uh, just a a couple of your favorite horror comedy moments we'll start with you justina
3: um well i think it's good you're starting with me because i won't have many because as (laughs) you know i have a bad memory like i remember like the feeling the movie gave me as a whole but Mm -hmm. then like specific moments are hard for me oh that's fine but i Um, I just remember really loving Housebound, um, which I don't know how many people know about it or don't know about it, but it's a New Zealand uh, horror comedy, and it's just Mm -hmm. so funny, and um, I liked it so much because... There were parts of it that genuinely scared me, so
1: <laughs> so I
3: was like I was enjoying it and it was a funny movie. But then I'd get like really scared and then I would laugh at myself.
1: It um, <laughs> is a really great movie. If people haven't seen it, you should check it out. The idea yeah. is that it's a person who is on house arrest, uh, then starts seeing ghosts and, and uh, stuff around the house. Um. Yeah.
3: But then other specific moments from specific movies. I think so i mean like i love the adams family you know i love of the dead mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. whole pieces but then like a specific <laughs> oh, i can't even yeah, yeah, a yeah, you moment is in cabin in the woods when um when uh what's the worst actor's name um the
2: worst episode. actor's
3: who plays Thor. Thor?
2: Thor, she said Thor. Yeah, no, it's yeah Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth.
3: Okay, when his character is. Did you say um, the worst actor? <laughs> <laughs> um, what
1: did you say? Did you say the worst actor or? Th- no, the...
3: she
2: said the Thor's. I heard Thor's Thor. actor. <laughs> Thor. Oh. Thor.
1: <laughs> I was like, God, that's so mean. That he's a good actor. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know. He's you saying
2: bad
0: enough to be considered the
2: worst.
1: <laughs> I was like this hashtag is... extraction. We <laughs> now have. That new, uh, that the new thing for people to listen to over and over again did she say thor or the worst thor, yeah. <laughs> thor, thor's okay, actor so you, is what she you said. and
0: i are the older two on this call so maybe yeah maybe that's what it is <laughs> <thors>.
2: <laughs> mark <laughs> ruffle is gonna have a and say something to her about it later so
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just see yeah, to continue you're yeah. saying about uh, uh, chris in hemsworth woods. and cabin in the woods
3: oh yeah 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 um when he's on his motorcycle and um that was (laughs) like, like very heartfelt speech he's like I'm going to save us. You know, you guys know it. And, and this like, goes <laughs> off and like hits the electric wall and dies like a mosquito. hitting a. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah
1: spoiler alert. If you haven't spoiler. seen that movie.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 really, it's, like,
2: we can talk, talk, talk about, about this, this stuff without spoilers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I People I should mean, know. Again. I,
2: I sent them a video. And, and if, if you have a chance, listener, there's a really great, um, YouTube channel called good, bad flicks. Yeah, and yeah. the guy does excellent, excellent. Um, kind of just different videos on a lot of really bad 80s movies. I always say it's like the movies when I walked around Blockbuster that I would just look yeah. at and be like I know this cover looks cool, but I know it's a terrible movie. And <laughs> he like he talks a lot about those movies, but he did a video about all the references in Cabin in the Woods. And mm-hmm. um yeah, so I've been like, I was, I've been, re- that was one of my, like, favorite moments ever, is when Chris Hemsworth dies.
1: It's oh, gosh, yeah, that is so definitely, funny. that was one of mine, too, and it just shows you yeah. how, the fact that it was at least three of us <laughs> had yeah. that, that one, because that, that one, hard.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, it's so
1: funny because they set it up so well. The audience knows what's going to happen. But he so perfectly nails the hero speech.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And And it's all just,
1: everything was coming together like, just like those those sort of moments in those movies. But he ate it, and he ate it so hard. And Justina, you might remember how hard I laughed at that.
2: The only, the only <laughs> part that I would say it made me laugh and I think is my favorite moment in a movie possibly ever is when, there, if you haven't seen the movie, basically all these monsters get released and there's a huge melee at the end and it's hilarious if you like really dark stuff. Um, and there is a unicorn that kills someone I saw it in the theater and I literally stood up and cheered because I'm obsessed with unicorns and I thought seeing a unicorn actually impale someone was the greatest scene I've ever seen in a movie I just I I couldn't believe it Like it was so
0: awesome I I saw it for the first time uh, a day or two ago to prepare for this oh
4: wow It was,
0: what I loved about it is that it was almost two movies going Mm -hmm. simultaneously. It is, yeah. It was the Office movie and then the typical slasher (laughs) movie that merged together at the end. And, yes. and Bradley Whitford is one of the things I loved about it. Oh, he's, he's so good in it. He's full that- on Josh Lyman from the West Wing.
1: He is. <laughs> when he we is. watched the clip that Rob sent, when Jacinta and I watched it earlier, and there's a scene where he's that's in that clip on YouTube where he just walks in, and I was like, that's his Josh Lyman stretch. Yeah, but well, he doesn't yeah. do in every movie, so it's definitely like just something he was <laughs> adapting and to he, this. And well,
0: even the cadence of his delivery and his breathing, like sometimes <laughs> he'll he'll do that that that, that yeah. is,
2: like oh he, man. He's, he's so he good. And, like, honestly, like if I could make a prequel of him and Richard Jenkins just <laughs> hanging out together, like I would, I would love that movie. Like, I just, I love those two together. They were um, really
1: great together. Yeah. They
2: were, their chemistry from the beginning of the movie is so good. The opening of the movie, where they're, he's like, you're not even paying, ah! like that part is so awesome. Um, Spoiler alert, Bradley Whitford getting killed by the merman is hilarious. Oh, gosh, it was. So he always p- bets for the merman. The merman, <laughs> he and he gets killed by the merman. <laughs> he always wanted to see the merman. Like he finally and finally like, just the fact that he's like, oh, come on. Like, but it was me, almost
0: I, the merman for the kids.
2: They had the merman. Watching this one again, there's just a couple of things. And, I mean, obviously, I noticed it before, but I, I was just a huge Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. and Angel fan. And so... Um, so it was, you know, like watching that, it was like there's so much Josh Whedon in that movie yeah. from the idea of the old gods and just the comedy, the dark comedy. Um, and it's just like there's just so many moments where it's just like, man. And the thing that makes me sad about that movie is um, Franz Kahn, who is awesome as mm-hmm. the stoner in it. He, yeah. I don't know why he doesn't have more work now. Like he's so funny. I was so wondering funny. the same thing. He has, right. the be- he has the best lines in the movie, including... The scene where he walks out to go outside and he walks by um, Jesse... Is uh, Jesse Waters? Jesse what's Williams. A, William, Jesse Williams and Kristen Connolly are making out. And he's like, hey, I can see your husbandly bulge. <laughs> 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 so, you know, a just a really movie. great... Com- but, that, but definitely Chris Hemsworth eating it and then the, the unicorn are just two of... <laughs> like Just great. And it's
0: scary. I think part of what helps make this so funny and it's going to be a theme in some of the other movies that I'll get to when we're done with <laughs> Justina's list, is is that they played the horror straight. Yes. Like, the, right. the actual slasher part of this movie was Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but mm-hmm. to the kids, mm-hmm. it's real. So they're yeah. playing it real. And I think that this movie does scream better than Scream did scream. Yeah, because of how they deconstructed and and was Mm -hmm. self referential, but in a, a more realistic feeling way.
2: And then, and this, like, the idea, like, one thing I loved about it too was like why do people make these decisions? Well, they're using pheromones. They're using, you know, electric right. shocks. They're, they're doing, you know, like they died, you know, the, the thing that they used to have her dye her hair has done this chemical thing to her. And like, <laughs> you know, it's, so they've done a lot of really smart things that like make you say, why do they make that decision? Like mm-hmm. that's the stupidest decision you can make. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I respected that aspect of it as well. Yeah.
0: And Randy figuring stuff out, it wasn't like the, uh, well, I said Randy. That's the Scream character. That's Scream, yeah, yeah. But but that's who Marty. Yeah, Marty. Yeah. Is for Cabin in the Woods is the Randy character from Scream. Mm-hmm. But but Marty was was figuring things out in a much more realistic fashion, which helped to sell it for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas Randy, it was just oh, don't you know these movies? And he kept re- quoting movies. But <laughs> the Scream characters shouldn't have known that they were in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's like Marty didn't know that they were in a movie, so. You know, his revelations, I thought, really helped uh, elevate
1: both the humor and the horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justina, did you have any others?
3: Um, I don't think so. Well, um, Shaun of the Dead, when Bill Nye's character is, like, transforming, <laughs> you know? And, and um, like, it's kind of like... Well, it's very funny, but it's also like very sad. You know, it's like very yeah. touching. And so, and that makes it so much more real, you know? And so, I love that. Just like we're talking about, like how when it's like really scary, that just makes these movies so much better. Um, so, I guess that was the only other one that.
2: Yeah, there, that seems great. Cause one, you get like the, you know, the reason I was always hard on you is because I wanted you to be tough because your dad had died. And that, you know, so it was a That's, really sweet moment. Yes. And then. And then, of course, like, then it's actually pretty scary when they look at him and he is a zombie. And, like, you mm-hmm. know, he's got, like, Sean's got, like, that look, of, like, oh, like, they yeah. gotta get out. But the best is he's a zombie, but there's still that little bit of him left in 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 Philip that he turns the radio off because it's too loud. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Like He's so, yeah. That's, well, that's a great movie. Me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I do love that movie as well. That was one of mine um, uh, that I was going to talk about. Um, let's go to you, Trey. What were your favorite moments?
0: So, uh, you know, I've got a few. I One of the movies I watched recently was uh, American Werewolf in London.
1: Um, <laughs> that's a great one, yeah. And and,
0: and uh, just like I was saying earlier, part of what sells this one is the fact that they played it straight for so long. hmm and it helps the humor land when they get there. It was 20 minutes of just being a horror movie, and and it was uh, the humor that was in those first 20 minutes is the kind of humor you would see in a drama. So it's just character development
3: stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so different jokes that people make or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but by the time Griffin Dunn is dead, and and the inspectors, the Scotland Yard inspectors come in, that's when you start to sprinkle some of the humor in and like the Scotland yard dudes fumbling over uh stuff in the doctor's office and dropping things that's when you're like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is about to be a comedy yeah everything, everything when Griffin Dunn as yeah the, shows up like all of that was was just great stuff and, yeah. and John Land directed Griffin Dunn to say well after you're dead you're just going to be the most positive guy ever and and it remi- it made me think of people's impersonation of Jimmy Fowler <laughs> like, that's how you do it my man <laughs> you know, that's what Griffin Dunn was and it and it helped with his juxtaposition of griff um, of uh, the main character thinking he's going crazy yeah. But at the same time, here's a dead guy telling you you're about to be a wolf. But it's
2: also hilarious. And it, it, like there's a, there's the scene where they're in the the movie theater and um, there's the other yeah. people that and they're like hello, you know, just like very British about it. Like you yeah. have been murdered by the wolf too, and they're like really polite to him about it. Like, it would be great if you killed some, yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you should. Uh, you know, this way doesn't work too much. <laughs> just if you yeah. hang yourself the wrong way, yeah. you just hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why don't you try like, putting those guns? But that, in your mouth? That's got a couple of scenes in it, though. Like I, like I may have mentioned this on the last talk, but like the because that was one of my favorites too, is American Werewolf. Um, and there's a scene where he, when he's in the hospital, he's dreaming that he's um, he's back home, and all of a sudden, zombie um, Nazis knock down the door and mm-hmm. shoot up his family, and it's really mm-hmm. a scary scene. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere, and it. But it's just like it's so absurd and. It's it, yeah, and then they have the other scare where he's he's in the hospital, and then all of a sudden he looks like this blue monster, and right. yeah, and so they've got really good scares in it. But like you said, I mean Griffin yeah, does; does. he just kills it in that movie. He's so funny.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I mean it's obviously. Mo- that,
2: that, yeah. I think
0: this movie is more horror than comedy. Yeah, uh, which to me is not a negative. It makes the the comedy funnier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like the biggest, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ron.
2: Well, you can't watch the transition scene, which is still probably the greatest transition scene to a werewolf um, ever. It's good. Well, obviously, you know, they did, the same crew did Thriller, Thriller. which is probably second place. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is, that scene is so horrifying. And it makes it like you never want to transition into a werewolf (laughs) after watching that one. And that was all John
0: Landis because he was talking about how, you know, comparing it to to, uh, Lon Chaney's The Werewolf. Where it was just kind of fading, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, and he was, and that werewolf just kind of stood there. John Landis is like, "You are completely changing your body. That has to be painful." And that's the thing that he focused on and said, "We've got to sell how painful this is." And you know, it's your bones breaking and rearranging, and
2: they really did they, that well. Yeah. <laughs> It stuck with, I saw it as a kid because uh, it should explain me. Um, uh-huh. That and another movie I'm going to talk about will explain me pretty well. Um, and uh, no, that scene was just, it's so, it's so, one, it's technically amazing. And two, it's mm-hmm. it's just truly horrifying. Yeah. Um, and they just, yeah, they, they really, they kill it. And the, the, yeah, also, I, I think I went through puberty because of the shower scene in that movie. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that
0: is pretty, pretty nice but yeah. I think the biggest <laughs> comedy punctuation yes. is the last scene because yes. it. again is played completely for drama because it's Jenny Agutter's character Alex trying to talk David down, David as mm-hmm. the werewolf
2: the wolf, yeah
0: he's just murdered all of these people and the wolf is, is growling at her and she's saying David I love you too and, the, and he lunges so the cops have to shoot him and then Alex is crying her eyes out and it's it's one of those moments where, literally, the moment before you were about to get choked up or tear up because of this, they go to a duet version of Blue Moon.
2: <laughs> it's increases. so funny! It's so <laughs> funny! And it's, yeah. And if you if you want to see how you can, it could go wrong, watch American Werewolf in in Paris because you can watch American Werewolf in London and it's amazing. So great. American Werewolf in Paris. It's so bad, even so though bad. it's got one of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite actors of all time, Tom Everett Scott, because you know I love that thing you do. But he <laughs> is so badly cast. It is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. A terrible idea for a sequel.
1: I haven't seen yeah. that movie in a long time. Justina, have you seen it at all? No. American Werewolf in London? No. Yeah. On, if we can find it, that might be a good one to check out. Uh, what's on, another you've got, um, Trey? It's
0: on like Peacock or something. It was on, one oh, of the, cool. it was on HBO Max. That's where I saw okay. it, HBO Max.
1: You got and, any others? And, and,
0: Yeah, so uh, obviously a huge classic, Young Frankenstein. (laughs) And and again, sold because they made an actual horror movie for the first few minutes. Like that entire Mm -hmm. first scene, even the thing that turns into a joke later, which is the pronunciation, Frankenstein is, is not that, it's Frankenstein. That was played straight. Because it was the way you would think it would be in real life, if you're the descendant of this guy who created a monster, <laughs> mm-hmm. and who, who killed everybody, and so he's trying to distance himself, and so it was it was done right. Madeline Kahn being a little odd was the kind of maybe one of the first Ooh. hints. Um, and oh, the, actually, before that, there's this corpse holding on to a box that uh, the guy who goes to young. Frankenstein uh, hands to young Frankenstein, and so when he's trying to pull it from the corpse, and the corpse is fighting, <laughs> to hold it, that that was the first hint. But for the most part, they played it straight, and they had all of these references to Mary Shelley's novel and lines from the novel, and uh, they even found the actual set and equipment from the original Frankenstein movie to make mm-hmm. it authentic. So all of that stuff nailed it, and and, and Gene Wilder delivering lines like the guy the original actor from Frankenstein mm-hmm. the way he yelled this alive Gene Wilder nailing that all of that stuff helps to make it feel real so when you get into full Mel Brooks stuff <laughs> like walk this way
2: <laughs> the, the, <laughs> lie, the lie everything with it with, the line with for me artwork. that gets me what was the what was the cadaver's name? Abby. Abby normal. Abby normal. <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> this is one of the <laughs> best jokes ever. It's so <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, so much of this stuff is subtle, um, like mm-hmm. when uh, when Madeline Kahn gets to the castle near the end, and Gene Wilder's mm-hmm. in, introducing her to everybody. He does a Freudian slip of the tongue. He says, "This is my financier, uh, fian- fiance." <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Just, what is the song? Like What's the song that she sings when she has sex with the monster? It's like, oh, it's oh so I've fun. forgotten the name of it, <laughs> but I it's don't
1: like, remember oh, it either. But yeah, it starts but with was, ah,
2: it starts so that she can
0: sing. She's singing the battle hymn of the Republic when she's brushing her hair, and then the 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 put it on the ritz him singing on the
2: ritz with with the actual monster, yeah, Peter Boyle. So, I mean, of oh, yeah. course, you know, everybody now would probably, you know, associate him with his amazing performance on, you know, Everybody Loves Raymond. But mm-hmm. he was so funny in that one. And the scene mm-hmm. with him and Gene um, Hackman is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like, yeah.
0: It's a classic. And the double entendres were classic. Like, uh, yeah. you want to take a roll in the hay, and she's literally rolling in the hay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, the castle when Frankenstein sees it for the first time. Uh, it's like, oh, what knockers? And Terry Gar says, <laughs> <see> oh, <you." laughs>
2: <laughs> Terry.
0: Oh, Terry Gar.
1: Oh, she was so good in that one, too. <laughs> yeah, she was.
0: Yeah, Perfect.
1: You got any others, Stray? Uh,
0: I'll name a couple others. Scream we kind of talked about a little bit. I, It actually still holds up, mm-hmm. uh, but to me, the humor of it wasn't as funny as I thought it was when it was new. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I think it undercuts the scary parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it c- kind of goes back to what we talked about before when we were comparing it to Cabin in the Woods, where they mm-hmm. didn't quite play it realistic. Mm-hmm. And, and I would think the intention was for that to be a straight comedy in those moments, but they played it too straight to be as comedic as they intended it, I think. And so it just came out campy.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Scream movies have not held up for me. I think the sequels are really what's what kills them. I think
0: the first one is still solid. It's not better yeah. than any of the other movies we're talking about, but mm-hmm.
2: but it's solid. So yeah, I would I would I actually we re- watched it last year too, and um, it's still like there, there. But there's parts, in this first scream one that were really good. I watched it with my wife mm-hmm. who either she hadn't seen it or she had it. She can she can see a movie and then six months later forget every detail about it. So it's like watching a brand new movie. <laughs> Whereas I can't watch anything first ever. Dates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, it was. It was, movie, it was pretty scary. It was. She. It was pretty scary to her, and she was jumping like crazy when we watched it. Um, but the scene that, see didn't that find like, anything scary in
0: scream rewatching it today.
2: Yeah, well, I can see that. I mean, a, a lot of it is jump scares, and if you know what's going to happen, and if you but if you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know who's going to get killed, um, it's it's pretty pretty jarring but i i I still think a a scene that's so amazing to me is when it's a good scare and it's also really funny is when jamie kennedy's on the couch and he's really drunk and he's watching halloween and he's like turn around turn around and then of course ghostface is behind him and like and then courtney cox and the other guy are like turn around kid turn around kid and so they're worried that he's gonna get killed but they forget about the 15 second delay when they open up the Mm -hmm. van the killer's there and he kills the cameraman, Kenny. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a really awesome sequence. So it's like so clever and it's actually got a pretty good stinger of the horror in it as mm-hmm. well. And I, that's, I, I really think they nailed it with that movie. And, um, and
0: because they're watching Halloween, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. music from Halloween is playing mm-hmm. over all of this. Yeah. So that, that, that helps. So I, helps. I agree with yeah. nailing the humor. I agree with all of that. I just think that the jump scares, not just because I've seen it before, Mm-hmm. But comparing it to Halloween, which I watch every year, yeah. and, and other movies that have jump scares, those jump scares still hold up to me. Whereas mm-hmm. Scream is just like, eh, because of something about the the so 90s maybe or the campiness or something about it takes a little bite out of it.
2: Well, and and the problem is when you have four <clears> sequels <throat> and you've got multiple copycats, is there's the formula is so clear about when the scares are going to come and how they're going to come. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty easy with some of these slasher films to kind of predict what's going to happen versus something like Cabin in the Woods, which is just uh, bug nuts, you know, what's happening because mm-hmm. it's just such a, an amalgamation of everything. And that's the idea mm-hmm. of the movie um, yeah. that you, yeah. you don't know where it's coming from. Or whereas something like Shaun of the Dead, it's frightening because obviously we live in uh, times where we can kind of relate to zombieism and, <laughs> uh, and obviously a plague. So we, yeah, so we we understand the fear of that, and so there's there's a lot of dread with something like Shaun of the Dead, whereas mm-hmm. you know with with Scream we just kind of know what's going to happen. Like we know that um, unfortunately the the busty blind is going to get killed by the garage door because you know she's alone in the garage, and so that's what happens. Um, or you know the Drew Barrymore is going to get killed at the beginning, and so it's not mm-hmm. as frightening. And Now if you when I saw it in the theater, and I think what was that ninety six when that movie came out? Ninety six, yeah. Yeah, when I saw it in the theater, it was the scariest movie I'd ever seen in my life. So, <laughs> well, you know? I think that the Drew Barrymore yeah.
0: scares still hold up. It's, it's the later in the movie stuff that don't. I quite could see it. that,
2: but then you're also getting used to the formula mm-hmm. within that part of the movie too, where it's kind of. I mean, there's a couple of good ones, but I could see I could see where if you know, again, once you get used to kind of the, we're kind of used to that formula in movies nowadays mm-hmm. that it, it might not be as as far, like when Skeet Ulrich pops back up again. And Mm -hmm. she shoots him in the head. Like it's not, you know, we we've seen that so many times that it wasn't scary. But that was supposed
0: to be the joke. That's part of what I'm talking about. That was supposed to be funny. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They played it too straight, I think, and so it was neither scary nor funny. Mm. Yeah. Um, But I also think they did cheats. You know, like they gave Skeet Ulrich a motive because that was supposed to be subverting the horror movie. They were even talking about how you know they're scarier if they don't have a motive uh and so but then they gave skeet ulrich the motive to subvert that but then once you go into that level of detail about his motive then it's like okay we understand why he killed sydney's mom but why is he going after these other people like it's
2: yeah well i, I so, mean but, stuff like but that, that under- that's why matthew lillard is awesome and it is yeah, because because he really he's because he did it because it's bored. So oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's why he went along with it. And so, and then I, I love Matthew Lillard in that movie. He's uh, great part that. of it. Yeah. Yeah. As and far as the like humor stuff. It is. When he's bleeding to death and he's like, oh, "My par-, what does he say about his parents? He's like, my parents oh, my are <laughs>
1: <mom's laughs> going to kill me. Kill
2: me. Oh,
1: that appearance yeah. was an ad lib too. He's so good he's, in that. No, he's, he's, that was he's a star making like, moment for him.
2: He's got like mm-hmm. spit on the side of his mouth. He's just like, He's on, like, going, like, 45 miles an hour in, like, a 10-mile-an-hour zone. Like, he's just insane. Yeah. Like, he's if, just... Yeah. I agree. Well, if any
0: uh, trivia is accurate, then uh, he wasn't even supposed to audition. He was with a girlfriend who was auditioning for something oh, interesting. in the same building. And, uh, and the casting director saw him and asked him to... <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it absolutely. doesn't normally happen like that. Yeah. <laughs> I no, wish it last, <laughs> last
0: movie
1: for me, Jason, before you move
0: on, is one that I didn't see on anybody's list when I was researching, but you and I know about it from growing up. The ghost of Mr. Chicken.
1: <laughs> that was a fun movie as a kid, I will say.
0: And I rewatched it with our mom and it's
1: still a fun movie. Yeah. And uh, that That's because that's because Don Knotts is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, do you is. know anything about this movie, Justina? The
3: mm-hmm. Ghost
1: and Mr. Chicken,
3: but you mentioned Don Knotts, so I think I'm sold. It's
0: yeah. on Peacock,
1: that's a fun Don movie. Nights.
3: Trey can I ask a question? Yes, Because you mentioned watching with your mom? Did you show your mom Cabin in the Woods?
0: No, I was watching that one when, uh, when she wasn't up yet because so I, I feel
3: was, like she would, think she that would like that because really she likes horror movies. Yeah. I
2: know that's what I like
0: about your guys' mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she. I'll probably watch it with rewatch it with her. I'm down to rewatch that, yeah. however many times because mm-hmm. it's great. So that is classic Don Knotts, like you were saying, Jason. Uh, and one thing in rewatching it, I started to wonder how many people from Andy Griffith's show were involved in the making of this movie because the first scene is Otis getting hit on the head. And Aunt B's friend, Clara, coming over. And so it's like all of these Andy Griffith people and references to stuff in the Andy Griffith show. Turns out the two writers actually wrote for the Andy Griffith
4: show.
0: Oh. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's basically Barney Fife as a wannabe journalist is essentially what the ghost in Mr. Chicken is. And it's a take on that haunted house episode of the Andy Griffith show without being too derivative. Like, it's still its own funny show um and and of the movies that we've talked about so far this is probably the one that's the most just straight comedy and not so (laughs) much horror um and and that's that was also a great choice for this uh but one of the the scenes that's so quotable that our dad to this day will still quote is uh don Knotts giving a speech and it's so convoluted like he's shaking nervous Mm. can't do it and then he loses the sheets of paper to the wind. so now he's trying to give his speech and remember it and he's like what what makes a hero let me clarify that (laughs) (laughs) here's another line let me clarify that (laughs) but literally the last thing he said in a speech was let me clarify that and then he walks off (laughs) he didn't didn't clarify
2: anything (laughs) he just walks off Sounds like he, he sounds like someone should run for president in 2020. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's basically if you like the Andy Griffith show, if you like Scooby
2: Doo, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really Put good them idea. into a
0: blender
1: <laughs> and you got
2: the ghost and Mr. Yes. Chicken. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's
1: fun. Okay, yeah. Rob, aside from what we've already talked about, mm-hmm. what are your highlights?
2: Well, I mean, for me, one of my favorite combo of movies, and and one of them is obviously way more horror, but there's um, amazing comedy in it. Versus the sequel, which is pure comedy with a little bit of horror, is Evil Dead into Army or Evil Dead Two into mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. And if you don't know, really, Evil Dead Two is basically a remake of Evil Dead. Um, it just goes further along than what Evil Dead did because it has a bigger budget. Uh, and it just does a lot more with the film. And um, basically the first like maybe 20 to 30 minutes of Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead. Um, kind of redone, revamped. And then it's just, it's, so, it's, it's a really scary movie. But it's got some of the funniest scenes. Bruce Campbell, mwah, yeah. just one of my favorite actors ever. Um, and he is just so good in it. But there's so many, I mean, the, the stuff with the basement is extremely frightening. Um, the stuff when obviously when his hand goes evil and he's fighting his own hand, it's part, you know, um, uh, three stooges, which Sam Raimi is a huge three stooges guy. Um, and then obviously too like the horror of it. And it's, it's, it's pretty hardcore movie. If you watch it, I mean, there's, just, there's a lady who gets killed very Mm, uh, inappropriately by a tree, and <laughs> um, there's a you know a guy that gets completely uh, eaten by a zombie, and it's pretty bloody, and it's a it's a pretty gory movie. Um, but it's it, so it's got some great scares, but you know Ash obviously is just a, it's it's such an awesome character, and the ending of that movie's great because he ends b- up back in time, which then goes into Army of Darkness, which is this character um, is is back in time in, in medieval times trying to fight the evil dead. And it's just that movie is so funny, and it's it's got one of some of the greatest lines ever from uh you know, from, <laughs> and one of my favorites is he's fighting an evil version of himself, and the one that's hitting keeps on hitting Ash. He's like little goody two shoes, little goody two shoes. You're good, Ash. I'm bad, Ash. And he's like good, bad. I'm the one with a gun. I mean, you know, this is my boomstick, which is just a, a great line. Um, you know just just there's so many good good bruce campbell being awesome lines <laughs> in army of darkness but there's some scary scenes in it mm-hmm. i mean there's there's some you know like there, there's just a couple of really good jump scares just kind of like creepy parts um but it's just that movie rules and so it's just one of those like it, you'll i never get disappointed that's it, if it's on tv i'm like yeah i'm gonna watch the rest of this movie because nice. it's just so funny and there's so much humor in it um from just the the different um special effects and how they do it uh um him not being able to say the words right Clock to erected, next time. Clock you know like you can't say the words <laughs> right <laughs> except for like this evil spell and it's it's one of those it's just it never it never gets old to me um and you know i i'm not a big fan of uh sam raimi's spider-man's sorry to say so like <laughs> i wish i wish he would make more movies like
1: um like this, and in fact, I heard I that think, he was yeah. uh, circling around as a director for the next Doctor Strange movie. Uh, Did yeah, I, I think he's uh,
0: officially hired?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I know uh, you make that face, Rob, but it is supposed yeah. to be a horror movie. Yeah, it's,
2: See, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, and, it, and, 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 and the, classic, the other one was supposed to be a horror yeah. movie too, because the guy who directed that directed Sinister, and it wasn't scary at all either. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe it'll get it right.
0: They're
1: they're yeah. actually saying this is a horror movie though. Yeah,
0: they weren't saying the last one was a horror movie. This one is the multiverse
1: of madness. So yeah, they know. are they are <laughs> pitching <laughs> this as being like because like they have all those mm. theme MCU movies and this one is yeah. the horror theme for the, for the MCU. Yeah. Okay.
2: And maybe he'll just, bring it back
1: for you maybe you know
2: I, I i'm always i'll be open i'll I'll give it a shot i mean i thought i hated star wars when the mandalorian came out so you know and i say further star wars the original three i'm not gonna despair yeah, you mean new star wars new star wars they, yes <laughs> like like new trek
1: is also like new trek favorite. yeah exactly yeah so do you have any no, other but, horror comedy well moments? yeah i
2: mean i know we mentioned and and uh was tucker and dale i think we talked about that you know last time too but mm-hmm. this is I made my dad like one of the last times he was up here in the frozen tundra and it's, I'm literally staring at snow right now. So just in case people are wondering why I can sit at home and watch horror movies with children, that's because um, there's nothing else to do. Uh, So, uh, but um, we, uh, I made my dad watch Tucker and Dale. And I just I, – there's a scene where the guy accidentally jumps into the wood chipper. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. I can't help it. It's like, oh. But there's – I think the kid that actually shoots himself, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. God. Like, it's, they're just so stupid. Like these teenagers yeah. are so stupid. And it's, it, that, that was such a funny idea. That you know that you've got two rednecks that look like they would be The Hills Have Eyes, Yes. And really, they're just nice guys that are <laughs> who bought a vacation home, and they just can't believe they have a vacation home. And 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 so then the fact that all these teenagers are are basically accidentally killing themselves around them, it's just such a it's a good combination of of different things because it's a little bit like Final Destination meets um, meets The Hills Have Eyes in a way. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's a real funny, funny movie. Um, that is a really I, funny I think, movie. Yeah. I always, I always recommend that one um, if you want something a little bit different for scary movies.
1: And aside from the ones that we've already mentioned, because I, Housebound, Cabin in the Woods, oh. Shaun of the Dead, those are all movies I was thinking of referencing. But one that hasn't been mentioned that we recently, finally saw was What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Very funny. Early Taika Watiti. And also has Jermaine from Flight of the Conchords. Uh, he co-wrote it. And uh, co-wrote that movie. Very funny. Loved a lot of the moments in that. Really enjoyed it. And uh, that one is one where it's like a whole piece, uh, I'll say, is fun. Uh, and if you can see that movie, definitely make sure yeah, to watch that one. Yeah, I think he
3: rented it on Prime for mm-hmm. any listeners that need to go see it, which if you haven't, mm-hmm. you need to go see it. Um, what was I going to say about that movie? You know, he has been doing work for, like, ever, like, since the early 2000s, and he actually did a version of um, What We Do in the Shadows in 2004, and it was just a little piece. It was like, What We Do in the Shadows interviews with vampires. And then he came back in 2014 and made this incredible movie, um, which I just thought that was really interesting because, like, the one in 2004 wasn't as popular, but it, it got a lot of good press. But then, like, he became a bigger, better director, I guess, with more influence and, you know, was like, I want to do it again. <laughs> right.
1: <And> now. <laughs> yeah, I guess he had a lot of pet projects or something. Because when yeah. we saw Thor movie, the... The,
3: the worst <laughs> actor ever?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, when we saw the right, third right. one, since he directed that... Uh, they put a bunch of his movies, like early home video movies before that, uh, because we were at a theater that just does fun things like that before the movie. And uh, the, he had a lot of fun stuff in there that he was just doing. And it looked like it was around 2004. Yeah. That all of that was made. He's made some wild stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, he's a
2: I can't, I can't remember if he did a lot of the flight of the concord stuff with them was he involved in that or
3: i wouldn't be surprised just because new zealand is a small country and therefore i think everybody knows everybody but yeah well
1: and i don't know
2: if he did eagle versus shark i think that was
1: i I thought he did did do eagle versus shark
2: yeah those were kind of the first ones where it was like i well i think we're gathering here is you two like um new zealand humor yeah
1: we do (laughs) we need to go to new zealand
2: yeah you do (laughs) and 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 then both get and both get tattoos of the shire
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And uh, speaking of movies that we rented on Amazon, there's a horror comedy that we watched just last night called Uncle Peckerwood. And we watched it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Uncle Peckerhead.
3: Peckerhead, Peckerhead. Oh, that
2: makes it better. Okay, oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We saw the movie because a friend of ours is starring in it, Chet Siegel. Mm -hmm. She's a comedian and actor and she's really great and she was the lead in it and she was great and i really enjoyed it and it's being kind of billed as a punk rock horror comedy because Mm. it follows a punk rock band as it tries to be become a band as it tours around the country and little rinky dink bar shows and uh then it has this horror comedy element to it uh and it's i i thought it was funny and i really enjoyed it and the music was actually kind of solid like i was not expecting the music to be good
3: playing music sooner in the movie because like they played the first song that the band played like an hour and i was like wait why'd they wait to establish (laughs) that the band's actually good
1: yeah they had a a bunch of songs in it and I was like on a couple of them really feeling the uh, like a Seattle emo punk vibe mm. uh, even like a Sunny day real estate vibe with one of the songs turns out uh, one of the co-stars of the movie wrote all of the music and mm. they're actually working on an album the name of the band in the movie is Duh <laughs> so, is like a <laughs> funny little like name it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, though.
2: So Uncle Peckerhead? Yes. Uncle Peckerhead. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uncle Peckerwood's a totally different movie. (laughs) That one's on Brazzers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are all the ones I was going to mention. Yeah. (laughs) Because we talked about uh, the other great moments of these movies Uh, when you all spoke.
2: I think, you know, if I can make some suggestions, too, just for people... What the heck? <laughs> Trey,
1: <laughs> Trey just changed his changed uh, virtual his background to, on Zoom yeah, to, to Halloween, Halloween. from uh, the Bates Motel. <laughs> to, it's to, a scene yeah. that's yeah. supposed to be. Where are they supposed to be in Halloween? Like Ohio or something? No, Illinois.
2: Uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. Haddonfield, Illinois. Right,
1: right. Haddonfield, Illinois uh 100 california uh, <laughs> here, here,
2: here's my favorite piece of trivia about that is that what they did was they literally had somebody on set that would have to wrangle all the leaves up because yep. it was a california town and so they would have to right. you know make sure to bag it back all up mm-hmm. at, every day to make sure yeah. I, heard that, leaves for the shoot. I heard
1: that on that podcast that was about the you know amy, amy,
2: amy, amy nicholson's one um that one
1: I the don't know Amy, I don't recall now um it was a lady and then she yeah, it's Amy
2: well it's, it was like about a six part series or something it, yes, it's Amy Nicholson she's to she she does she does unspool with um with Paul Shear hmm. she does a, a, a podcast with Paul with Paul shear oh, okay. and um, and this was a, a ringer one that they did about Halloween
1: it's it's pretty awesome. it was good so, they talked to John Compranter a good bit uh, they got yeah. a lot of uh, uh, info in there
0: yeah that video i sent you all where it was a spoof of like michael myers during the time of covid trying to kill people yeah
3: that was like so bodies cool. around
0: they yeah. actually filmed like one of yeah. the scenes right here they actually went to the real location
2: i could tell I was like, nice I was like, I yeah.
3: thought your background tray was from that spoof but that's <laughs> the
2: actual original yeah, yeah, yeah. movie that's the real movie yeah
1: uh, what suggest, movie we you gonna suggest, Rob?
2: Well, there's just a couple I was gonna suggest. One, one that's on um, Hulu. If you have Hulu, there's some good movies on there. One uh, that's it's got a little bit of humor in it, but I just really enjoy horror anthology movies. Um, it's a newer one called Southbound, mm-hmm. and it's uh, a, again, it's it's. I think the not a lot of famous people in it. A couple people you'd recognize um, if you've watched a lot of things, but like it's it's pretty good. It's a really good just diff- different the way that they do the the anthology of, of wrapping all the stories together is pretty cool i really enjoyed it um and uh i i that one's good and then just for like straight kind of horror stuff going on right now i really enjoyed on um uh, Am- or on uh, netflix the haunting of uh, bly manor
1: i thought that was oh, really good mm-hmm. yeah. we've been watching it uh bly manor We haven't watched the last few episodes because it just felt like there are a bunch of plots and nothing was happening. It's not as
2: scary. It's not as scary as Hill House was. Hill Hill House was hella scary. Yeah. Um, And I think I mentioned before, like, that during Hill House, I literally screamed out loud. So loud (laughs) that that my my wife came downstairs and was like, Are you okay? Uh, Which is pretty embarrassing, but. because we have a basement and she could still hear me from the third <laughs> or the second floor, so that's how loud I scream. But I really, I really liked it though. I thought I like. I mean, my, I think I talked about this last time, but Mike Flanagan's really great. Um, and if you didn't see Doctor Sleep, which most people unfortunately didn't, uh, it's Doctor Sleep. Actually, is pretty awesome. And it's a pretty good sequel for The Shining. Though. It's on. Um, it's on HBO. Okay,
0: so I need to watch
2: the original again. First, I was about, but...
1: okay, I was gonna smack you if you hadn't <laughs> seen it.
2: <I>
1: was... <laughs> well, all right, so, everyone, thanks yeah. for being on to talk all that pop.
2: Yeah, here we go. Da-da-da, da-da-da, there it is. Kevin in the woods. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Justina joined us. Da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> me too. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da. Hey, I'm gonna do a Jeffrey Tubin now. Da-da-da, 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 da-da, da-da. Somebody make eye contact with me. <laughs>
1: Well, we had a good time with that. I hope you had a good time with it as well. Definitely check out those recommendations that we've made. If you are ever looking for a movie to stream and you don't know where it is streaming, what I do is I go to realgood.com. This is not a commercial. This is really what I use. Realgood.com. That's R-E-E-L good.com. And it lets you know. What service a movie is streaming on. So definitely utilize that for those wrecks that we have. And speaking of recommendations and streaming, don't forget to check out the album that I'm on, the Sketch album, Stories to Be Murdered By. We have links to the Bandcamp and the YouTube. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at There It Is Pod. Rob is on Instagram at RobMcNab82. And I'm on there at JasonFarrPix. Don't forget to vote on